Welcome to the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Jeff Brownson and I'm your host. My full-time job is managing the Award Travel 101 Facebook group. That group is made up of over 60,000 people who travel the world using miles and points. Our group members not only love to learn about award travel, but they are happy to share, teach, and help others learn to travel the world on any budget. This podcast not only gets into the details of award travel and using miles and points, but it also takes a look at my life running a Facebook group full-time and the lives of our members as they travel the world. Have you earned plenty of miles, but you aren't sure what to do next? Are you struggling to find the flights you need to get where you want to go? If you need some help with an award booking, stop by the Award Travel 101 Facebook group and check out our new weekend thread, The Weekend Burn. Just give us the details of what you're looking to book, and some of our 60,000 plus members will help you find the best way to burn those hard-earned miles and points. Hey everyone, good to have you here this week. We're going to do something a little bit differently because I'm on the road, I'm actually traveling, and I'm with a whole group of friends, a lot of miles and points people, a couple of non-miles and points people, and right now we're recording this in Prague in the Czech Republic, which is an absolutely gorgeous city if you haven't been there. And I'm going to talk to five different people and get a quick interview with each of them on how they got here for this trip, whether they used miles, whether they used some flexible rewards points, or whether they just booked with a debit card, which a lot of us, it hurts us to hear that, but we'll talk to one of them in a little bit. First up, I have Julie Spira from 10X Travel, and welcome to the show, Julie. Thanks, I'm very excited. So as I promised the listeners, we're, we're gonna get right into this trip, you came on this trip a couple of years ago also, right? Yeah, super fun. Yeah, and we did Oktoberfest, and where you went a couple other places on that trip too. First, I went to Greece, and then I flew through Salzburg and took a train up to Munich. Yeah, so it's it, you'll, you'll hear as we talk to the different people that we have a hard time just doing one thing when we go to Oktoberfest, and, and Julia is definitely no different in that. But for the trip this year, Let's talk about, first off, what? how did you get here? How did you book the flights here? Uh, so I started with my flight in April or May. I don't exactly remember, but there's a KLM Air France promo award through Flying Blue, and it was 12,500 Flying Blue points plus taxes and fees in economy from Chicago to anywhere in Europe. And when I went to search for availability for the date I wanted to travel, there was no availability to Munich. So I just booked to Amsterdam. Okay. So 12,500 points and about $65 in taxes and fees. And that got me to Europe from Chicago. Which is super cheap to, I mean, if you book with United or American, you're paying 30,000 miles just one way. Exactly. And you got that for 12.5 by taking advantage of another program. Correct. And what I did was I transferred Chase Ultimate Rewards Points for that redemption because that is the window that I had opened when I was, <laughs> that, was the first, that was the first one that came to mind. So then I still needed to get to Munich. So I often do this where I just get to the continent I want to visit and then fill in the actual destination I want to visit later. So in this case, um, I was flying October 1st 
to from the U.S. to Amsterdam, and then on September 28th, so two days before my intended flight, I found, uh, again, availability using flying blue points from Amsterdam to Munich, 6,000 points, $28. Economy was a three-hour layover, so it was actually really convenient. Yeah, so you're still, even with that, you're under the 30,000 points, you're under $100, and you got all the way to where you needed to be. Convenient times, great seats. KLM offers a nice transatlantic service. Uh, I prefer to not fly on American-based carriers overseas because the flight attendants get a little cranky. Yeah, they're much nicer on European or Middle East, really anywhere but U.S. carriers. Pretty much anyone if you're not flying on United, American, or Delta. The service tends to be a little nicer. So Now let's switch over and talk about how you're getting home. You're not coming on the full trip with us. A bunch of us tomorrow are heading on to Budapest, and you're not doing that. And instead, you're heading home, maybe. You're trying to head home, but you don't actually have a flight booked yet? I, I don't know. I don't know why you're trying to put me on the spot. Um, and I don't know. I don't know why you're asking me where I'm going in 22 hours. Uh, but no, I do not have a flight home from Europe yet. However, I have points with City Thinking points, American Airlines points, Chase Ultimate Rewards points, American Express membership rewards points, 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 points. So due to having points in a lot of different programs, I have a lot of flexibility. So at this time, I think I'm going to be flying using United points because I already have some in my account, so I won't have to transfer anything. But oh, there's a lot of availability. The one kicker is that I'm going to have to pay that close in award booking fee. Yeah. However, allowing me the flexibility to book last minute and take advantage of availability on flights that might not have been available a month ago. That's um, worth that extra little bit. I'd rather pay and be able to select the exact flight I want instead of being stuck on an inconvenient routing or on a plane that I don't want to be on. Yeah, that makes sense. So at some point before we go out for drinks tonight, or maybe even in the morning, once we're all gone, you're going to book something, get on a plane, get home where you need to be. Maybe I'll do it after this. Maybe. (laughs) All right. Well, that's all I really wanted to go over. I do have, like I said, I'm going to talk to a a bunch of people and just a, a quick routing on how you got here, how you got back so people can see the variety of different ways that those of us who are on this trip got here. So thanks so much, Julie, for being on the show. And we'll get some information on where they can find you uh, put into the show notes. Super, thanks. Okay, next up, we have Stu Clemens, who is a friend of mine from way back, actually. We went to school together. We went to college together. I will say five years ago, but you all know it was a little longer. It was definitely more than five years ago. Yeah, definitely more than five years ago. But uh, Stu is a little bit different than Julie. You heard Julie say that she has miles in every type of account everywhere, so she doesn't really care what she books on the way home. Stu does things a little bit differently, and he also joined the trip a couple years ago, came back again this year, and you're going all the way through. Uh, But before we get too far into that, Stu, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. This This is kind of fun. This is my first time, first time podcaster here. First time podcaster. Great, great. And I think we have a couple others who are going to be first timers today too. So it's it's good to get your feet wet with just a little short four or five minute segment. Um, we're talking to people, I'm talking to different people on the trip about how they book their flights here, how they book their flights home. 
And like I said, you're going the whole way through the trip. So Munich, Pilsen, Prague, Budapest. Um, we'll talk about that flight to, to Budapest because I know you just booked that yesterday, right? I, I did. I yeah, was so, last minute on that. Yep. So uh, we'll start off with your flight here to Europe. How, how did you book that or when did you book that? So I am usually quite last minute, but I actually did that like three, maybe even four weeks ago, which for me is pretty good. Um, yeah, so that's, and I, I paused a little bit there and I'm sure some of the listeners did too, when you're saying that three or four weeks is not last minute. So you book like right up when it's going to happen usually. I, well, it depends on the flight, but in the trip, cause yeah, a lot of times my vacation plans sort of are last minute. I don't really know where I'm going to go, where I'm going to do. Um, but this one I sort of did. So for me, three or four weeks is pretty, pretty good. And to get here, you transferred your membership rewards points to Korean Air and you used Korean Air and you booked a flight to the Middle East and then the Middle East back to Europe, right? Oh yeah. And probably a few other airlines. No, absolutely not. No, no. Um, so I probably do it the way most people do it. Like the, the normal-ish people, I might call them. Yeah. Not, not most of our podcast listeners, but the, the rest of the world. The rest of the world. The, the other, the other 99% maybe of people. Yes. Okay. So what did you actually do to get your flight here? So I looked at kayak a bunch of times over like the course of like three days, maybe. Okay. And then you just paid cash for it? Okay. Uh, paid. Yeah. I did the plus or minus, you know, two days, which is actually what I like about kayak or three days. I think it is. So you can figure out I, I figured out that Saturday was better to fly in rather than Friday. It saved a couple hundred bucks. Uh, and then once I found the flight, I did buy in to uh, Germany and out of Budapest, not knowing how I'd get between the two. And I did. I put it on my credit card, actually. On a credit card. Okay. And and we've talked on this trip. You sometimes use a debit card and all of us cringe when you talk about using a debit card. Uh, on some things, but, yes. But for this... I actually did use a Chase Sapphire, which I think is much better than a debit card from what you guys tell me. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And I think I, at dinner the past couple of nights, we've kind of dug into you a little bit. And I'm I'm hoping that you're going to get some rewards credit cards as we keep going here. Um, I but definitely I'm sitting there. There's just yeah. been sitting there and accumulating and not decumulating. Is that a word? Sure. Okay. Sure. De- devaluing, going away. I don't know. Whatever you want to call yeah. it. But I wanted to make sure I had you on so that the the listeners of the podcast could see that we're not all these crazy miles and points people who can book things on a whim because we have points. But you did it, went about it a different way, but still made sure you were here for the trip because it's a it's a fun experience and and you wanted to be here for it. Oh, absolutely! It's it's great traveling around and yeah. So you said the flight you booked through kayak that also gets you your return, but we have three different city transfers here two of which were by train and you had a, a fun experience the other day by train in that uh, you had bought a ticket, but didn't, well, you had bought a ticket through someone else, but didn't remember you had bought the ticket. And then for some reason, none of us responded to your messages in the morning. Yeah. Well, apparently someone else had yeah, bought me a ticket, but I, I had forgotten in those three weeks and rebought another ticket. And the group ticket, I think was like 12 euros. And I had to rebuy for uh, somewhere around 50 euros. Oh, uh, so yeah, I more than double paid for that train ride. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't good, but you still Your listeners are not going to think I'm very smart here so far. But whatever, you know. I'm... No, I mean <laughs> it. It happens, and we had one of the other girls that's on the trip waited and waited and waited to book a train ticket before she got to Munich, and it was two or three times the price of 
what it would have been if she had booked it a ways out. So it's that happens with European travel, and that's a tip. You can often walk up to the stations and buy a ticket day of, but if you buy it three, four weeks in advance, it's going to be significantly cheaper. Yes. And then uh, the last little segment is the flight tomorrow, uh, Prague to Budapest, and you just booked that last night. Where? Uh, yeah, how did you I end up booking that? I also just forgotten to do that. I think when I travel solo a lot, uh, I just show up in the city and I determine my destination where I'll go next. Yeah, no based, one's telling you 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 have to flights. go with us to this next city. You just go. Correct. Where you I, go. I, I look at flights. I look at trains and say, "Hey, that looks like a cool city, and it's, this is two hundred euros cheaper than this other city." So I'll go there, and I just kind of build my trip as I go. However, since we had a start and a final destination, I did forget that I'm traveling with the group and had to had to get in between those. Just, yeah, destination. Yeah. yeah, but you booked it. You didn't. It, it's not too bad a flight you're taking tomorrow. You have a, a no, bit of a layover, I think. I, I do. So I could not get on the same direct flight, which is literally only an hour and 20 minute flight uh, because prices had gone up to over $400. Uh, which is a lot to, for that short flight. Uh, for an hour long flight, absolutely. Uh, but I was able to find a lot airlines uh, with a short connection. So an hour, 20 minute flight will now cost take me five hours. Uh, but I think it was something like $180 that I also put on my card. Yeah, and you're laying over in Warsaw, which we traveled to last year or two years ago after Oktoberfest. Oh, that was a great. I love that city. I actually, I almost wish that my layover was like eight-ish hours so we could leave the airport. Yeah, that was pierogies. That was the first years. question I asked. You said, "Oh, I have a layover in Warsaw," and I said, "Do you have time to go get pierogies?" I, 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 I hope the airport has pierogies. I know they won't be as good as the other ones, but but they'll still be better than we can get at home. Any pierogi is better than zero pierogies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm glad you figured that out. You're continuing on in the trip, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you've joined us for these couple of trips. It's always fun to travel with you. Um, Stu and I are often a couple of the, the last people out at the bars at night. and uh, often, often? When you say often. Okay, so every always. night, every night we're the last people out. And every, then, every night, yep. And then about half the time, you end up staying out later than me and just wandering on your own. So well, There's always a kebab place that needs to be found. Yeah, especially here here in this region of Europe. <laughs> so many good kebabs. But, uh, Stu, thank you so much for not only coming on the trip, but thanks for being on the show and talking real quick about uh, how you booked your flights. Absolutely. And next time I'm on, I will have a little more knowledge through osmosis of traveling with you guys for two weeks. And then I will have more uh, better cards to be using and be using some points, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in the show notes, we're definitely going to link. Stu does a video series called 60 Seconds with Stu, which is a great quick look at every city that he travels to. So we'll link up to that so you can find out a little bit more about him and uh, follow his travels. And I will have a video for Munich and Prague and Budapest. uh, And a few of us on this trip are going to be little cameo appearances yes, in some of those absolutely. videos. So, Stu, thanks for being on the show. Great yeah, to absolutely. have you. Thanks for having me. Okay, our third victim in the interviews in Prague is Anya Kardashova. And she has she's another one who came on this trip last time, a couple of years ago, and is here again. So I guess we must be doing something, right? But Anya, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. And Anya is a freelance writer. She writes for Flyer Talk, for 10X Travel, for uh, Fodor's Travel, and a bunch of other places. Um, so like many of us on this trip, she's in the, the industry writing about miles and points and travel and uh, has a completely different way that she got here. So 
Uh, let's start off with how how did you book your flights to to get to Munich to get started on the trip? And you didn't actually start in Munich, so I guess that's a bad question. How did you get to Europe and where did you start? So I knew that I was going to meet everybody in Munich sometime at the end of September. I looked at the schedule and I really wanted, also wanted to go somewhere else. And I looked at the map as well as the schedule and I was like, Vienna. I've never been there. That looks close to Munich. So I booked my flight from Salt Lake City um, using Flying Blue Miles to Vienna. And I had a layover in Amsterdam and I used 2100 or 21,500 miles to book that one way flight. Okay. And do you know there were fees on that too? Do you know? Uh, yeah, it was about 72 euros. Okay. And most of that, day. most of that fee comes from the, the transfer in Amsterdam, the airport taxes and. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not fuel surcharges you're paying on that, but just that's that's what it costs, to, especially when you have a connection in Europe. Right. And then, so you started there and you, you bummed around Austria for a little bit before yeah. coming up to Munich. I hung out in Vienna for a few days and then I made my way to Salzburg, which was a natural stop because it was in between Munich and Vienna. And then I met up with you guys in Munich. Um, I had a week in Austria. Okay, so you're on week three of this trip three. now? Yeah. yeah, I've been here a while. <laughs> yeah, and she, she came in tired when she met up with us, and we've just been, I don't, there's been a lot of, we've done a lot of drinking festivals, a lot of late night cocktails, and it's honestly been an exhausting trip, but we're still here, you're still making it through, and um, then you mentioned you flew out of Salt Lake City. So you're flying back to Salt Lake City or are you going somewhere else at the end of the trip? Because no. you're going all the way through, you're coming to Budapest tomorrow and finishing out. That was actually your idea, right? I, you talked me into that. I'm so excited. Well, again, I looked at the map and I said, where else can I go in Europe? So Budapest was a natural stop. And I don't I'm... know if it was natural because when you look at the map, it's pretty far from Prague. I but... definitely made a bit of a loop. But it was it was kind of a natural loop, I think, that like it was logical to end there. So the problem was I was not able to find a mileage flight from Budapest back to Salt Lake City. And then I was like thinking about it and thinking about it. And when you booked your flight home, you kind of gave me an idea. So you said, why don't you just fly home with me to Washington, D.C. and then hitchhike to Salt Lake? And I was yeah. like... Right. Why would like, I not do like that? Obviously. It's a, <laughs> obviously. It's on nice. the other side of the country, but Super you know, logical. you, you got over the ocean. Logical. So then I booked the same flight as you booked with yeah. Air France from Budapest with a stop in uh, Paris. And you've been, you will have been gone for three, like, three weeks by that point. So you decided rather than going all the way to Salt Lake, you would bring your husband to you in Washington, D.C. Right? Exactly. So he has some college friends who live in Washington, D.C. And he knew I was flying there. So instead of trying to connect on a separate ticket on the same day, I figured I'm going to stay in D.C. for a few days. And then he decided to fly out and meet me in D.C. And we're going to stay with um, his college friends and hang out with them for a few days. So it seemed like 
a, like it seemed like it came together pretty well. I think. Yeah, it's, when you see the trip as a whole, it absolutely makes sense. When when we were piecing it together and we were like, huh? And I said, why don't you just fly to D.C.? Or like, I don't live in D.C. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but why don't you just fly there? And now I mean, it it's only like a four-hour flight across the country. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty, terrible. it's close, right? Yeah. <laughs> just like everything in Europe is close. Yeah. But and then my flight home on American Airlines was only 80 bucks. So it wasn't that big of a additional to get the rest of the way yeah, across to the get country. Back to Salt Lake. Yeah, and it's I, I just like that I started doing these Oktoberfest trips several years back and event I would I think the second one I decided that I should go to another city on one side of it. And then a couple of years ago I went to two cities before and one city after, and this time we're going to four different cities. And you looked at that and you were like, well, that's not quite enough for me. Let me go a week earlier and hit three more places. And so it's like you're taking everything a step further than I've taken it in the past trip. So I'm, I'm kind of worried what might happen two years from now. If we do this again, we're going to, I don't know, we'll spend three months in Europe going everywhere. But uh, it's absolutely great to have you on the trip. We've had so much fun. And uh, thanks for taking a couple minutes to talk about how you booked your flights and, and where you're coming and going from in Europe. And uh, like, like the theme of the show is so that we can show the Award Travel 101 listeners that there's many ways to get back and forth from Europe, even as a group. You don't all have to go the same way. So thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Next up, we're going to take a step back from the crazy miles and points people. And uh, we're going to talk for a couple minutes to my friend Steve Sorotsky. So welcome to the show, Steve. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, Steve's a little bit different than Stu was in that he does have some airline miles and some various accounts. He has a, he does that gets a little more into it than Stu does and did use miles to book his way here. But it is not his primary occupation. He doesn't write about travel. He doesn't do any of it thing. With that, what, it, what is it that you actually do for a living? So I'm an electrical engineer, uh, you know, designing computer chips, and now I help run a, a department that um, handles uh, radio communication um, for the federal government. For the federal government. And can we say what department that is? Or so, you kind of, so, you skirted around it there. I'm afraid I can't say it. Can um, I? So I, I work for NASA, but I guess that as soon as I say that, I need to uh, make a disclosure that um, my opinions do not at all represent the uh, federal government and uh, only represent my own. Yeah, I just, I really just wanted people to know that you're a rocket scientist. Thank I, you. That's, <laughs> so I get that a lot. But that's super fun. Yeah, I, I myself <laughs> am a brain surgeon, but no, not really. But um, so you decided to come on this trip, I think. I, I must have mentioned it several times and I, I put it on there in social media and we've known each other for several years. We have similar aged kids. We live close to each other. Um, <clears throat> what made you decide to, to jump in and come on this trip, first of all? So um, this trip was covering a lot of countries that I've been wanting to uh, to visit for, for quite some time. Uh, and I was able to, uh, to kind of... Uh, block off um, some some time away from work and just uh, and just go take advantage of it. So, um, yeah, it just happened to, to ha fall right into an ideal time for me. And I, you know, had the miles and I uh, was able to do it. Yeah. And when, it, when we talk about miles, you did use miles to get here. And it was actually, we, we talked several times about how you were going to do it and when you were going to book it. And you actually came over one night and we had a couple of beers and looked at award flights and uh, tell the listeners what it was you ended up doing, what miles you used to get over here to Europe. Sure. And uh, I, I guess um, for a little background, when I was uh, originally uh, thinking of booking the flight, I was going to use just regular cash for it. And I think at the time, um, 
the uh, tickets were going to be right around eight hundred dollars or so um, for uh, for the I guess the open jaw ticket, the flight from the DC area to Munich, and then returning from uh, from Budapest, Hungary. Um, you know, when I sat down with you, uh, you know, I was kind of racking my my brain because it seemed like the uh, fees for using the miles um, were almost as much as um, just you know paying cash. And that's because when we were looking at it, you were looking using American miles, right? And that's right. Obviously, the search was coming up with you going through London. In both directions. In both directions. And as many of our listeners know, and those who don't should know, that is a often a bad use of miles because there are crazy fees and surcharges when flying um, British Airways with American miles. Really, British Airways with any miles coming out of London, they they tack on big. I don't. I don't know what I forgot what they call them. It's like airport usage fees or airline passenger fees or something like that. But it can, if you're flying in a premium cabin, it can amount to several hundred dollars just for the privilege of flying out of London on an airline. Um, so, what was it that you ended up booking after we took a look <clears> at some things? So, I ended up booking um, American going through Charlotte and then straight to Munich, uh, and I was able to do that for thirty thousand miles one way. Um, there was a, a fee associated with it, but it was, it was about $3 or so, so almost a negligible amount. Yeah, very minimal amount. So that was probably, um, was, I'm assuming it was five sixty. dollars You said about $3, but that's the, the, the one-way fee for a, a U.S. ticket. Um, and because you connected in the U.S., you don't have those extra surcharges that we talked about uh, with Julie before. She connected through Amsterdam, so she had to pay the Amsterdam airport fees and the, um, the surcharges associated with that. But you connected in the U.S., so it's counted as just a single U.S. journey. So you had very low fees uh, to get your way over to Munich. That's right. And then coming home from Budapest, how are you doing that? So uh, the times did not line up very well to come back. Uh, so I am flying through London Heathrow. I am flying through London Heathrow uh, to get back to the U.S., um, and that does have about uh, $200, $250 of uh, additional fees on it. Okay. And you're flying in economy, so the fees aren't too bad. And I think you went back and forth about whether you were going to book that and eventually decided just for convenience sake, you were willing to pay that. And although you didn't really want to pay that higher fee coming out of London, when you look at the round trip, it wasn't that bad because you, you connected in the U.S. instead of connecting in Europe. So you had the super low fees going over. And when you look at the trip of the whole as a whole, it wasn't that bad a deal, and you get to go and come back when you wanted to. Yeah, yes, it was uh, very, very manageable. Yeah, so this is uh, again another example of someone who is not in the miles and points industry or the travel industry, who still had points laying around from personal travel, from uh, maybe some work travel, from having a credit card, and was able to use those points, maximize his points, and get where where he needed to go when he needed to go and come over for this great vacation. Um, and Steve, it's it's been great having you on this trip. I know we've spent a lot more time together than we have ever at home. Yes, so it's sure. it's been a really good time, and I hope you've had a good time. And thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, sure. Thank you for having me, and thank you for inviting me on the trip. Okay, and our fifth and final mini-interview in this uh, thrown-together episode of the podcast is with Bethany Walsh of BougieMiles.com. And welcome to the show, Bethany. Thank you so much for having me. 
And I wanted to talk to Bethany today because she has one of the more interesting routings, I think, of anyone that was on this trip. We had almost 20 people when it was at its maximum. We're down a little under 10 now, and it's getting a little lower over the next couple of days. And you also didn't do the whole trip. You kind of came in on the second stop of the trip. But go ahead and tell the listeners, it's it's somewhat mind-boggling for me, and I've been in this game for quite a while, and some of the listeners are going to hear this and just say, wait, why? So, so go over not only the routing that you took, but the logic and why you use that routing to get to where you got for this trip. Okay, so my website is all about luxury travel, and sadly, I have yet to fly two of the most luxurious first-class cabins that exist, which are the A380 on Emirates and Etihad. The issue with that is there's really only a few ways to do that. And while you can go to cities like Frankfurt or Munich um, and then London and France, the problem is that you only get a six hour flight and you're probably still spending a ton of miles. So I wanted the whole experience. So you wanted the, the longest flight possible uh-huh. in that super fancy cabin. And I wanted both. I wanted Etihad and Emirates. Because why would we take just one? Exactly. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it right and go big. <laughs> so you're based in New York City. I'm based in New York. And you flew, uh, you you joined us in Pilsen in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. And you flew how many flights to get to Pilsen? What was it four? <laughs> so basically I turned what could have been one eight hour flight into 56, uh, 58 hours if you add that crazy Uber ride. <laughs> and we'll talk about that once we go through okay. the flight. So 58 hours of travel time from start to finish, no hotel time in between. And you went, I, I don't even know if I remember it, and we've talked about it several <laughs> so times. So little, what was the actual routing? Okay, so it was New York to MXP, which is Milan, MXP to Dubai, both on Emirates A380 uh, first class. The first one was a regular flight. The second one, I was the only first class passenger. So you had the whole cabin to yourself? The whole entire A380 first class cabin was mine. <laughs> and did you run around and sit in all the seats? Of course I did. <laughs> and they, they took down the dividers so that I could have um, like a whole suite to myself. And just a giant amount of space. Yes. Okay, and they so. gave me a whole bag's worth of snacks and a ton of pajamas. Yeah, I remember when you were, <laughs> you, you were texting us in, on layovers and maybe from the flight. And he said, does anyone need snacks? I can <laughs> yes. get snacks. And we were like, what kind of snacks? Yeah, you're flying. Like, and you're like, you guys need, I got. <laughs> all the first class snacks. I can bring it with me. And you did. You showed up mm-hmm. with a, a huge bag of treats. Yes, I did. We're still eating them. So that got you over to the Middle East, which yes. is not where you were trying to get. No. Then what did not you do? At all. So I went from Europe to the Middle East to get back to Europe. But anyway, we'll get there. Um, so then what I did was take a sixth car service from Dubai Airport to Abu Dhabi Airport. A-H. Okay. Spent about seven hours at the first class Etihad Lounge and then got on the Etihad Apartments from Abu Dhabi to Charles de Gaulle, which is Paris. Okay, so now you've flown directly past where you're trying to get. Mm-hmm. Yes. Twice? Yes. Yeah. 
you flew past it and then you went farther mm -hmm. and then you flew back past it again again and then from from <laughs> paris where did you go and then and then from paris i went to prague to prague mm -hmm. okay on air france which is oh, where we are now and where we're recording this but yes. of course you didn't get there when we were going to be here i certainly did not you decided to meet you, you met up with us in pilsen which is a, a smaller city we went there for pilsner fest mm -hmm. um and they don't have a, a major airport near there. Anywhere near there. So we knew I, I knew you were coming into Prague and you said you were going to take a train down or you were going to meet us there at some point during the day. And then we get a message from you that you're pulled over on the side of the road in an Uber. I was stuck in an Uber with somebody who was not able to communicate with me and I wasn't able to communicate with them. And we were having a big issue. He wanted more money, but again, I had already left the airport and now i'm sitting on the side of a highway at midnight was it midnight it was and it was getting pretty late because the only reason you made it to where we were is because the bar was open late for a celebration in pilsen yep thank but God. <laughs> um is it so we can clarify for the listeners you weren't trying to take an uber from the prague airport to the prague train station to take no. a train down you were trying to take an and successfully eventually yes. took an uber from the prague airport to pilsen yes which is not the same city <laughs> Nope, not even And close, that's so. probably, we're, we're assuming the Uber driver accepted the fare, picked you up, started on his way, and then when he got on the highway, looked over and said, wait, what? Yeah. And because mm -hmm. he didn't want to drive that. What did it take, an hour, hour and a half? It was like an hour and 20 minutes. An hour and 20 minutes down to Pilsen, where he's not going to get a ride back to Prague. Right. So you ended up paying him a little bit extra to, to make it worth his while to yes. get down and back. And he eventually joined us and then took a, a train up uh, back here to Prague. You're going to come over to Budapest for uh, just one night, right? Yes, for one night. And then how are you getting home? Do you have uh, the same kind of crazy routing getting I home or do you have something? I do not. I use a system-wide upgrade on American Airlines to go from Budapest to London to New York. In All right. One so quick flight. Easy. <laughs> well, one, two segments. Two segments, but you're not flying past your destination no. twice and then taking an Uber from a different city than you're trying to get to. Correct. Okay, so I mean, maybe there's still time. Yeah, you you never know. That's a couple <laughs> days from now, you know. And it's we, we joked around, and I I don't know if you changed your flights several times, but yes. I it, a lot of us who have done miles and points for a long time know that some of these European carriers, the change fee is very little. Um, I think I changed both both my outbound and my return on this trip. Uh, I was originally flying through London on a Virgin Atlantic award and then a British Air quick hop over to Munich. And then Air France had a, a special. So for, I think it was 21,500 miles, I could fly DC through Paris to Munich direct. Oh, that's great. So I switched to that and including the cancellation fees, it was cheaper with both miles and points. And then originally I was coming home out of Prague. And then Anya, who I talked to earlier in the show, was like, no, no, we should go to Budapest too. I was like... <laughs> Okay, so I changed my return and now I'm coming home out of there. But that's a great thing with the flexibility. And it's interesting to hear different people in the group. Julie doesn't have a flight home yet. Mm -hmm. um, and she and she goes home tomorrow. Yeah, you just booked your flight. Mm -hmm. Wait, you did, had you even booked that at breakfast? Or yeah. No, it was last night you it hadn't was, booked it, it yet. It was last night, right? Yeah, so, so we have some last-minute bookers. We have some people who book... Um, a, a long ways out, but we all managed to get here. Your trip here took a lot longer than my trip here, 
but I can assume it was significantly more luxurious, which is right on brand for you (laughs) and what you really enjoy. Whereas I will sit up and wish that I could sleep on an economy flight to get here for the least miles possible. Yeah, that was not the goal on this one. And uh, the other interesting thing is uh, several of the people you've heard from today and several of the people on this trip were we're traveling home and then we have various conferences all over the place and we're well, we meeting up together again I, in just a few days. I yeah. I, more than I see any of my family. So yeah, it'll be, I, I think I'm home for four nights and then I go to Chicago and then you're going to show up in Chicago after being in Vegas. And oh, yeah, it's just, Bahamas. it's a, it's a, Oh yeah. You're going to the Bahamas mm-hmm. in between too. Yep. It's just a, a mess of travel for these first few weeks of October for a lot of us, but it's good times. So any of the listeners out there who are going to be in Chicago, definitely come say hi to myself. Say hi to Bethany. Come to my session. Say, yeah, she's, she's speaking, speaking for a couple Thanks, of sessions. Um, Julie's going to be there. Spencer Howard is here on the trip. We didn't talk to him today, but he's speaking in a couple of sessions. Um, a whole bunch of us will be out there, and we will be happy to talk to you about the ridiculousness that has been this vacation. All right, so that uh, I think that sums it up for today. We've talked, we've seen five very different ways to get here and get back. And it's great that all of us were able to get together, experience these festivals. A lot of us experienced Oktoberfest. A lot of us experienced Pilsner Fest. We've been experiencing Prague. We've done day tours. We've done nightlife in Prague. Uh, Budapest, we're trying to squeeze in as much as we can for you in that first day. We're going to go to thermal baths. We're going to go to ruin bars. We're going to then throw you on a plane the next day. So uh, thanks so much for making it work to get on this trip. I know you went back and forth about whether you were even going to come. And thanks for sitting down with me to record today. Thank you so much for being so awesome and having this amazing group of people to hang out with. Well, I hope you enjoyed that quick look into the minds of some Miles and Points people, some non-Miles and Points people, but a bunch of friends who wanted to get together for a trip around Europe to see some amazing sights and drink some great beer and have some really good times. If you like what you're hearing from the Award Travel 101 podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes we have coming out each week. Tell your friends and family about us so they can hear what we're talking about, too. And if you can, stop by your favorite podcasting service and leave us a rating or review so other people can find us too. That's all we have for this show. Like I said, we're recording live from our Airbnb here in Prague on to Budapest in a couple of days. Actually, I think when this goes live, we may be on a flight. And then it's back home and off to the Chicago seminars. Hopefully, I'll see a lot of you there. If not, keep listening, and we'll see you next week on the Award Travel 101 podcast.